do the things you can do. If you make a mistake, own it. And then I say the other part is really develop a community because I learned from moving all over that the folks who I met on the way, whatever you want to call it, up around, they still were part of my world. So never lose sight of that. You and I just talked about your Jack here at the front taking our photo. Like we could be working for him. He could hire us to do something in a year, six months or 10 years. And so every single human has that value. I'm excited to bring on Debbie. If you have not seen Debbie on my shows, I don't know if you've been tuning in over the last few years. She's been with me on many seasons as she always has updates. She's a great friend and I'm always excited to share some of her new success. So Debbie, thank you so much for coming on. You are welcome, Ben. Thanks for having me on again and giving me a tour of where you are. It's so exciting. We're here at the Loath Center. I'm gonna show some love to we just did another book swap. We've done a whole bunch of these. Be sure to go out and check out her latest work. But Debbie, this is That Entrepreneur Show. If anybody has missed your earlier episodes, just a little preview to who you are and all the great work you do. Sure, thanks. Thanks for bringing it back and focused on it. So as the founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully, I have a team who works as coaches, which are really fun that over the years, we've developed it into having mindset, presentation, public speaking, resilience coaches who are in different generations. So we have some some opportunities for the baby boomers. Not that they wouldn't want to work with me. I'm Gen X or a millennial, but that way there's a little bit of a difference there. And then I have six people who are available for speaking engagements, which is such a joy to watch all of them shine in presenting powerfully. And so it started over 17 years ago as you know, and it's evolved and it's evolved into working throughout this country and some others to really work in three key areas. So think of it as communication, behaviors, and relationships as one, leading leadership as the second, and then kindness and emotional intelligence. And you were generous to share that Living Kindly book that Lee Clark put together that I'm part of. It's not her first book. It won't be her last book, I'm (laughs) sure. But you also have an awesome podcast. I would love to shed some light on that too. Thank you. So Farm Bant is my podcast partner. You were one of our early guests, which we love. Believe it or not, we are over 200 episodes. Our 200th episode will air in just very shortly, which is exciting. We're in our fourth year, and it's called the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast. So we ask our guests, now you didn't get to have this one. We asked the same four questions, mm-hmm. and we're not going to change that. We now ask people what they're excited about what their walk-up music and walk-off music would be to like ease them in and out of the four questions we are we're so grateful we have leaders like you and others in the community who i see out on the wall here who have generously shared with us the four things what is their morning routine what time do they get up and what's their morning routine what is something else that gives them that extra um what and or who has been the biggest influence in their life and what have they done with it and then the last question is Is there anything you're noticing in our society that you wish people would stop doing to move them forward? So then Barb and I go and implement what you all say, and we report back on whether or not we were successful, and it's a lot of fun. And I love that. Be sure to check out her podcast. It's also on all podcast platforms. They do the follow-ups, or where you talk about it, they do it again. I don't know if there's anything else out there. But Debbie, 
You just mentioned something interesting, the walk-up music. Yes. Since I didn't have a chance to do that, I want to even ask you, what would your walk-up music be? Sarah Bareilles, Brave. I, and the line in there is, I want to see you be brave. And I feel like if people could feel brave in whatever moment that is, whatever experience, personally, professionally, so that would be my walk-up music. My walk-off music would be in sync, bye-bye. <laughs> Just for a little bit of fun. That's funny. Uh, everyone out there, be sure to go check out her podcast, her book. She's got a lot going on. I actually want to take it back before presenting powerfully because I know you learned a lot from your big corporate job. I did. And I think that's just a valuable lesson and why I bring that back because there are a lot of people listening to this show where they are in that position where you know you have the skills to take on the next level. And obviously you've done so masterfully at that as you're continuing to grow here. Share some of those lessons from those early days. Sure. So thanks for bringing us back to that. Now, I have an interesting take because I didn't dislike corporate. A lot of times people meet us, you or me, and think, oh, you didn't want to be in the quote-unquote rat race or the corporate side. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Here's what happened with me. I worked for General Motors, Was uh, went to University of Michigan undergrad, worked as an intern for them, became an employee, and then they hadn't really had college graduates in training. They called them fidgets for some reason, college graduates in training. And, and I know, Evan, you know the story, but for, for your listeners, what had happened was I went out into the field and females weren't typically out in the field to call a dealer. And I really was naive enough not to realize it was set up to fail. And, and so I had a ball and I was very fortunate. I mean, I had people within dealerships and neighbors and people in communities who I met who who gave me some opportunities. I was a big skydiver at the time, and I would meet friends because everywhere I would move throughout the United States, I would ship my golf clubs in my, in my rig, my parachute, and sometimes I'd take it on a plane and people would get a little nervous. But so within General Motors, I learned a few lessons, and I know we, we hadn't talked about this before, but, you, you know, if you think about it, there's nothing you can't do that you have the skills for. Now, I know that caveat isn't popular with some people. I don't believe there's nothing you can't do because I'm five foot two. I mean, I'm right, five eight with the right hair and shoes. But you know, the WNBA isn't going to ask me to 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 join any of the teams. So I don't believe it's limiting to realize that we have certain capacity and, and certain skills, and that to really maximize those. So that naivete made me excited. And sometimes we lose that because we think, I can't do this, or that's not for me. So I'd encourage people to think about that. Another was the humility of then when I thought I could do everything, I made some mistakes. Yep. And people were gracious and forgiving, and I learned lessons. Instead of learning to be ashamed or being blame other people, people like a, a man named Ed Kurzakowski, who I work for, who I so appreciate, when I made a mistake, he was kind in the way he said, you're going to fix it. So he didn't excuse it. He didn't. And yet he let me fix it. So, you know, do the things you can do. If you make a mistake, own it. And then I'd say the other part is really develop a community because I learned from moving all over that the folks who I met on the way, whatever you want to call it, up around, they still were part of my world. So never lose sight of that. You and I just talked about Jack here at the front taking our photo like we could be working for him he could hire us to do something in a year or six months or ten years and so every single human has that 
value. And I think it's also really fair to say, I didn't love everybody that I worked with. And it's okay if you don't love them, respect them for what they're contributing. So those are some of those lessons that have not failed me in the 17 years of the practice that I've had now. Thank you for sharing all that. And I like how you said you had the mentor who saw your mistake and he helped you fix it. Yeah. Something I never had in my corporate run, perhaps maybe things would be different. I never had a mentor that took me under their wing. It was more that micromanage, that, that fear in your stomach when you hear the boss coming. And that uh, experience certainly changed the way I learned. I was, I was closed-minded. I couldn't think anymore. And you were able to come out of there with these good experiences. So everyone out there, follow those lessons. They are going to set you up for success. But Debbie, before I let you go, who is your ideal customer right now? If someone out here is listening on, they're connecting with you so much, they want to reach out, maybe become a client. Who are you looking to uh, acquire? Thanks for asking that. You're so, you are so thoughtful in that. You're consistently asked that. So thank you. So in at the risk of it sounding vague, I'll get more specific, but somebody who is typically already successful in something, whether it is in school or in your business, I tend to work with leaders of organizations, entrepreneurs who want to, as a performance coach, they want to level up their performance. So I come in and there are tweaks, but they're, the tweaks aren't, aren't meant to sound small. We are a series of emotions and habits, and those drive our behaviors. So we're looking at Where's your emotional state? What habits are you aligning with? And can you tweak those? So if I, I tend to be almost 50-50 men and women, a lot of my clients I have advanced degrees doesn't mean that's necessary. Right. But what it is is the person who wants to invest in themselves and not become dependent on someone, become collaborative, and then take that and make some changes and have the results flow, those are good clients for me. So it, throughout the United States. And where can we get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me on all social media at Debbie Lundberg. You can get in touch with me at DebbieLundberg.com. You can certainly at the Business of Life Masterclass bring that in, and I'd be happy to talk with anyone. I like to say to everybody, offer complimentary consultations for 15 minutes because I want to give someone a tip or tool and they can see my approach. And if I'm not the right approach, Perhaps someone on my team, if not on my team, I commit to finding somebody who will be good with you. And I love that because at times we may not be the right fit at that moment in time, but you have someone else or another way for these people to succeed. Just because our backs hit the wall doesn't mean we give up in anything. So thank you for sharing that. Everyone, if you're tuning in, listening, be sure to head to Vincent A. Lancy on YouTube to catch some video from this show. The That Entrepreneur Show podcast is under there. And I am at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media with the show being at That Entrepreneur Show. And we are signing off, both of us here in the Loath Center. Be sure to check out the YouTube clip at least for a little to check out our background, what we've got to work with today. But we're signing off. Debbie, thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you, Ben.